Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. All right, love, so I decided to call this week's episode Act Like You Own It because I feel like we hear the promises of God and we kind of have an idea what our purpose is and we're kind of getting used to what we're confident in doing. If you're coming out of the wilderness season or you're still in it, God is the one who is starting to show you the things that he placed inside you, right? And so you start to begin to see the talents and gifts and things that you never thought you'd want to do. And now you're starting to want to change up where you thought you were going because before you were doing things because, oh, I'm good at this. It's easy for me to do. Or my mom wanted me to do this. My parents wanted me to do this. I feel like people hold me. I'm good at this and now I'm doing it. And now I'm older. I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 40s. And I'm just feeling like it's time to change direction. And also I'm getting closer to God. Coincidence? I think not. Normally, it's because God begins to show you what he actually put you on this earth to do. And what God likes to do is put you in a place where you're uncomfortable. Because, child, we know that we have to always seek God. And God will never put you in a place where you're not seeking him. So what better way to make you seek God than for you to be uncomfortable and not have to rely on your own strength? Because if it comes completely easy to you and it's not bigger than you, you're going to be your own God. Because you're going to be like, I got this. Now, if God puts you in a position where you're helping other people, but this purpose, this plan, this thing he has for you to do on this earth that's going to help other people, it's bigger than you, but you're going to need him to do it. You need more money. You need more knowledge. You need more wisdom. You need strategy. You need business savvy in order to start your business or work towards what God is asking you to do on this earth. And so because you need all these resources you don't have, who is the master provider of our need, of our every resource? Again, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, as I always say, God will abundantly bless us in every good work and meet all our needs, right? That is the verse that I have been living by. (laughs) It's been just that promise. It's right. It's like, it's a good work. And so God will provide for it. So if you're opening up a nonprofit or you're starting to go into ministry or God has you opening up your own makeup business, but he has an idea for you to use it in order to create resources for women or whoever your customer base is, whatever it may be. It's not always just like I'm on a pulpit. It's whatever God has you doing. We need to start walking like we believe he's with us no matter what we're doing and wherever he places us. Understand that because we feel uncomfortable, it doesn't mean it's not for you. Because your fear is holding back, it doesn't mean, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Oftentimes when you're advancing, fear is the first thing to greet you at the door, sis. So fear is a good indicator that the enemy is shook, okay? Shook and doesn't want you to go any further. So when God gives you an assignment and something's been heavy on your heart and you're afraid of it, oh yeah, baby, that's the sweet spot, okay? That's where you're supposed to be because now you got a hill to face. You got a battle to get through. You got a battle to face, right? Like now it's on. Because now you're not asking questions, where should I be? Where should I go? Now you know. Fear is that highlighter like, hey, this is bigger than me. I can't do this in my own strength. I'm afraid to do it. 
God's like, perfect. Let's think of Moses. Lord, I can't speak. Don't you want to pick somebody else? It ain't me. And he did not say this one time. He kept at God like, Lord, you're making a mistake. Okay, that's a huge indicator that you have found where God wants you to go. But because we are not conditioned to overcome our fear and because we cannot in our own strength, right? God has given us the authority over the spirit of fear. God does not give us the spirit of fear. Therefore, where does it come from? Mm -hmm. Again, our biggest hater, he can't help himself, the enemy. And so he's projecting his fear on you because he don't want you to advance. Look at all the trouble David had. Once he was anointed, he was in battles left and right, okay? Running and, and battling and everybody, everybody who was called and commissioned. Joshua, he led the Israelites into the promised land. And once they got in the promised land, they had to keep on fighting. Child, taking over new territory. And that's where you're at in your life, if you relate to this at all. So let's talk about it. So Joshua 1 and 3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. And this is God talking to Joshua as he's commis commissioning him to move into the promised land. Mind you, I've been in Joshua for months, child. Okay, it's been my season for months. But let's talk about this verse. So I was reading over a verse that I have read tons of times. And it kind of confirmed the things that I've been hearing from God. Also the verse, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you? You know, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the, these verses, I'm like, how, how are these correlating, Lord? What are we talking about here? So it's not that Joshua in his own strength, everywhere he's walking, it's his. It's that God has already given this land to them. And now Joshua has the Kairos timing, the okay, the appointed time, the go ahead, the green light, the big go from God. To go ahead and walk in the places I've given you, if your confidence and faith can match the place I'm taking you, it's yours. And I'm with you. I'm with you every step of the way. Oh, you sinned yesterday? Oh, you sinned five seconds ago? Tell me that you're sorry. Confess your sins and keep it moving. In this season, we don't got time to be held up by, is God with me? Does God want me to do this? Am I supposed to be here? No, your faith is beyond that and God has to keep telling you reassuring you like you're a nagging girlfriend oh will you cheat on me like da, da, da. like god has to keep reassuring you on the same questions over and over again how can you advance this if you keep asking the same questions you cannot okay you can't <laughs> and so it's time to walk in that bold faith where it's like god gave this to me act like it and thus the name of this episode right I believe God is building my faith in him so that he really is with me wherever I go. It's like we know the verse, oh, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We know that verse, right? We know that verse. It's easy. But do you believe it? Do you walk like it? God has given us dominion on the earth. Do you act like it? God has given you power over all the powers of the enemy. You have power over do you act like it? Or every time something pops up, are you like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm like, blah, blah. like, or is your default, you know what? This too God got, because he got everything I've had that has been done to me in the past. He worked it out for my good. And I just know this is going to position me to where I need to be going. This is where our faith needs to transform. God is like, yo, I have literally proved the same thing over and over again to you for the past 10 years. Can we get past this? Let's move on, on to a next set of questions. Instead of asking, Lord, should I be here? Say, Lord, can I take it? Is this mine? Because if it is, let's go. Let's get it. After the wilderness, 
he's brought you out of so many things, right? Like go back and look. And even the trauma and pain and and things you've been through and, and the things you dealt with in your family issues and things you dealt with in your personal life, all of that made you a stronger person, taught you resilience, taught you who you really were, gave you confidence in who you are now. And now you're in this place where you're transforming, where you're healing, where you're giving it to God, where you're walking in your confidence or at least wanting to, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. And if you don't start showing the things that come ahead of you that are problems or seemingly problems, what God has brought you through in your past, you're going to remain going in circles like the Israelites in the wilderness where God had to keep providing and showing and testing their faith and all that. Just going in circles. They was always making idols. They couldn't help themselves because they didn't trust God. Even though they've literally seen the Red Sea part, child, they still didn't trust God. You have literally seen a Red Sea part in your life and you still don't trust God. God still has to show you ABC miracles so you believe in him. Let's, let's go to the next level. He supplied for you. You are not homeless. You are not hungry. You are not thirsty. You don't not have clean water to drink. You are supplied for. And it may not be your ideal child, but there's things you got to learn here in this place you're in. First of all, you got to be humbled. Let's be real. First of all, you got to be humbled and realize even if you had all that stuff, you wouldn't know what to do with it. What, you would move to a private island and not deal with other people again? God's not going to bless you with abundance if you don't know how to give it to people now. So with what you have now, how are you stewarding it? God looks at all that. He's fixing your heart. He's healing you so you can stop being so prideful, so you can stop being so selfish and self-centered, and so he can show you the thing that is bigger than you. How can he commission you to do something that's bigger than you for other people if you just worried about you? Oh, I just want a new car. And if I ever got a whole lot of money, I would just move away and never talk to anybody again. Really? Because how is that helping anybody? Things may have seemed like they were in a loop. Things may have seemed like they were barren. But now that you're walking in your purpose, how much more can God do through you? If he has supplied for you abundantly, if he does start to give you those grants and those opportunities and those offers and that new job, if he does put you in position, if he brought you through a land that was barren, places in your life where nothing was producing fruit, how much more can he do through you if he gives you more? And so that is why we must position our hearts in a place where he can use us, be sensitive to him, be corrected by him, and also know his love for you and be confident in the dominion he's given you. If you just trust in God, if you just seek his face, if you just walk in your dominion, if you'd only walk in your authority, you could influence any space that God puts you in. You can go into a space full of believers and you can go into a space full of unbelievers. You ain't going to be worried about convincing people who your God is. You know who your God is. I don't know why we as Christians always are like, yeah, like, how dare you? Like, we're so offended by unbelievers and how they talk about our God. Girl, do you know what you had to go through in order to revere God in the way that you do now? Do you know what you had to go through just to fear God in the way you do now? And you expect someone who doesn't have any of that experience with God to feel the same way about him as you do? Come on, stop playing. You had to go through it to get to God. And we know in the word it says that you can't come to God unless he pulls you first, right? And so why can't we be patient with other people? That person may be saved four months from now, but you over here offended by what they're saying. And they'll be sorry for it. You know, we all been there. Shoot, took me 10 some years to come back to God. But we have that grace for ourselves. 
but we don't have it for other people. It took you a long time to come to God, but you upset with somebody else. Give them grace. Give people grace. And if you can't give people grace, it's a good indicator you haven't received it for yourself. We must be confident that if God sends us into an auditorium, into a concert, into a school, into a jail, wherever he sends you, he is with you, as he told Joshua. So there was this verse. And ever since then, Isaiah has been like my reference point for literally everything in life. But God gave me this verse, Isaiah 58 and 8, and I just want to read it to you. Then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing, restoration, and new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, leading you to peace and prosperity. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. When he gave me this verse, it was a while ago, but I claimed it. I was like, all right, like, since I keep seeing it, this must be something for me. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and claim it. So, yep, my light will break out like the dawn. Yep, I will have restoration. I will have new life. You know, it will quickly spring forth. And I, I love that word, quickly in the works. Because, you know, at, at an appointed time, God, I, the Lord, will make it happen. He says that a lot. And it's like, I trust in that. It's like, yeah, we wait, we wait, we wait. But once God waves that hand, it's on and popping. It's moving. And so this was even before her promise circle, y'all. Like, this is before I even started it. But anyway, I've held on to this verse for years. And, and he reminded me of it the other day. And I just have been studying it, kind of looking over it. And I'm like, well, how does this relate to now? <laughs> so we already know that God created us to be a light in this world, right? Light in the darkness is him, right? And because he abides in us, he lights our darkness. And so therefore, we become reflections of him in the world. So this verse is like, I'm coming out, right? It's like, I'm coming out. This is my proclamation. It's time for me to come out and be the light that God created me to be. My healing is being completed within me. My restoration is being completed within me. And I'm living a new life. I'm no longer doubting everything God does. I'm no longer doubting that he exists. That's things of the past. Now it's more so like, all right, Lord, where are we going? Because if you said to go here, I'm going to go. If you said to break up with him, I'm going to break up with him. If you said that this isn't for me right now, okay, I'm completely surrendered to your will. This is your new life, living with Christ within you. Living in submission to his will for your life and knowing that you can trust yourself being submitted to him because he loves you unconditionally. He loves you with no conditions. No matter what state you're in, God can never love you more than he does right now. You're in a season where you're coming out of the point that God has already showed you your strongholds in your mind. He showed you you deal with pride and fear and envy and you have a poverty mindset that runs in your family and you negatively talk to yourself. You hate yourself. You don't even like yourself. You have a lack mentality. You deal with some sexual immorality or lust. You have not enoughness. Things that your parents put on you, trauma, things in your past that left you scarred and wounded with your heartbreaks or being abused in some way. And these things made you believe that you were a certain type of person and you went through life looking for things that verified that, yep, I am lower than dirt. I am ugly. I am fat. I'm not worthy of love. And so you chase things that made you believe that. But now you have a new life, a new mind, a new heart, a new spirit. And now you walk in the authority of Christ. Now you realize your worthiness. Now you realize there is a purpose for your life. You no longer question the stuff you used to think about. You've given God all those things. 
and he has made you whole. He has redeemed you. He's made your heart full of his love. So now there's no room for that mess. He taught you what he values, right? He taught you what he thinks of you. He taught you what he says about you and you believe it. This is your identity now. He has showed you revelations. He has showed you his unconditional love, mercy, and grace. He has showed you glimpses of, of his purpose for your life. He showed you why it all had to happen. He showed you his faithfulness. He showed you how he's always been there in even the lowest of your times. And now you're finding yourself in this like full circle moment where you're, you're facing familiar things in your life, but you have a new mindset. You have a new heart, a new spirit. You know who you are. You're in agreement with God, not in agreement with the enemy or your friends or your family or what your bullies said. You're in agreement with God and what he says. And so you're sturdy and steadfast in, in your faith in those things because God is, is not changing. He's, he's ever the same. He's the constant in your life that you can place all things in. So the things that you used to face in your own strength through your fear, anxiety, or doubt, now you're facing them with God. And now it's like, what was I even doing then, right? You looking back on your life like, girl, what was I settling for and why? <laughs> so now things look the same, but you are now a new creation, right? You now focus on the things above and not on earthly things. This is what we've been talking about in Bible study over the past few weeks. You realize all things really do work together for your good. You realize that he's not having to baby you now because your faith has grown. It's strengthened. He has showed up for you in the same way over and over and over again. And you now trust him. Now you can trust him to show up in different ways. You can evolve, you can elevate, you can level up in your faith in him as he begins to lead you and guide you into the bigger things that he has for you. You have gotten rid of those idols. You don't have things that you put above him. You're like, Lord, if you ain't there, I ain't going. I don't want it. I don't want that relationship more than you. I don't want to be at that job more than you. I don't want money more than you. I just want to be with you. As long as your presence is with me, where my feet trod and you there, if you with me as you were with Moses, as long as that's happening, I'll take it. <sighs> Look, as long as you stay with me, I'm good. You have to get to that place with God because this is your God, the Lord of your life, your healer, your provider, your restorer. El Shaddai, right? Elohim, this is your God, your Lord and Savior who loves you more than all the things he is. He loves you and he's your father and he has good things planned for you. And so being that you know who he is now, being that you trust in your relationship with him and in him, all things exist for your life. Being that you know that now, you don't want to be without him. That's the promised land. Because what does God say once you get to that point? Ask and you shall receive, right? Because when you're not receiving things you ask for, you're asking with wrong motives, it says in the word. So once your heart is purified and your spirit is right and your relationship with him is steady, then you ask and you shall receive because now he can trust you with it. Girl, now you're not settling for the old stuff. You're settling for what a king gives his daughter. If that man don't know God or treat you like God sees you, you're good. <laughs> Get out. I'm good. If God's not there, I don't want it. I'm not compromising what God says for another person or for a situation. God has something with my name on it that I don't have to work for or become a different person for. It's me. Raw, real me. I don't have to have material things. 
I don't need material things. My loyalty and my priority is God. And because I'm surrendered to his will, because I can give these things up, even if it seems good at times, I know that God knows better than me. He's corrected my pride and he is truly the Lord of my life. This is the promised land, love. If you love the Lord in this way, if you seek him in this way, what does the word say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And so I'm probably going to do a part two on this. But I just wanted to read those verses to you guys because I need you to stop going back and forth with your relationship with God. It needs to be a steady in your life because he is a steady in your life. He has never changed. He has always been God. He has always loved you as much as he loves you now. And as soon as we grow up into the faith that we need to have in order to possess and take over the territory that God has given us in this life, we will have it. And the only thing holding us back are these mindsets and lies from the enemy that we still believe. And so this is a season of unlearning and walking into a confident relationship in God and walking in it knowing that God has given us these things and claiming them for ourselves. It's okay to want more, sis, but your relationship got to be right with God because when you do get more, you got to know what to do with it. And who gives us wisdom freely? Him. And you're going to need him because where you're going is bigger than you, babes. You're going to help a lot of people. You're going to be fulfilled in God and in everything that he has for you. But he's got to change you first, that heart first. And so I'm going to stay on this topic maybe the next few weeks because I'm loving it. I pray that you found some gems in here that you can take with you. I pray that God is with you this week and he starts to show you things that he hasn't shown you before. And I pray that you begin to believe him. Just spend some time with God this week. Get to know him and get to know who he says you are and begin to believe it. I'll leave you with that. I'll see you guys next week.